What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and we live with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, and today I'm with my good friend Benny Roman. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm a little tired, but I'm good. Good, good, man. So, um, like I said, I'm going to explain to everybody, you know, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast and stuff like that, and I'll really, really again, is that, again, it took me so long to understand how to be a man and how to be myself and how to be comfortable with myself and accept that. Um, and now being a father of two and stuff like that, it's a little, I feel a little bit more of that pressure. Um, and I'm looking through any which way to try to figure out how to help them out, but also how to help out the younger generation. Because as I'm seeing, you know, these kids nowadays are making me a little nervous in a certain sense where, you know what I mean? Like I feel like they looking for that guidance, but don't know where to find it or that, that help and stuff like that and trying to relay on the wrong thing. So by sitting with individuals like yourself who have been there for, for like I said, for you being there for me, like I said earlier, you were in my darkest time in these past couple of years, man, I was really down and now going through some serious, serious depression um, and you were there for me for conversations and having that, and that truly, truly helped me out so, so much. So I want to start off first off by saying thank you. Thank you so much for being there for me, bro. Uh, listen, like I said, nothing is owed to me. All it was was just a mere conversation between two childhood friends, you understand? And like I said, if I helped you during those times, you know, like I'm glad that I was there for you. And like I said, I'm glad that oh, – I'm sorry. I'm talking about this. I'm glad that I was I – was, how do I say? I'm glad that I was there for you during those times. Nah, thank you, thank you. So, um, you know, let's get started. Like I said, and, and speaking with somebody like you, like I've known you for for a very, very long time, and and the way you carry yourself and how you are, man, is a great, great person and a great man as an individual. So, how I always start off this, man, for you, what do you think are some of the main characteristics or qualities that makes up a good man? It's hard, bro. I mean, it's even hard to explain a little bit just because everybody's different. You understand? Everybody's situation is different. Not everybody. And now as I got older, I started realizing not everybody's raised the same. You understand? So what I may look at it as, a, you know, different. You know, I may look at it as one type of way, and somebody else may look at it as a whole different type of way. You understand? And how I'm raising my kids may be totally different than how somebody else is raising their kids. So that's true. Like, I mean, everybody's different, like I said, but I'm sure that people can can pick in things from everything to help impact their lives and stuff like that and yeah. try to see. Because, again, not everybody is going to see every aspect of life is impossible. But, you know what I mean? Like, but getting your opinion and stuff like that and your insight may help out somebody else like you helped out myself. So, like, you broke it down to your kids and, I guess, raising that and maybe that's some of the qualities you're trying to do. So what are you trying to focus on instilling in your kids when as they're growing up? More of... You know, everybody, obviously, is hard work, you understand? Not everything is handed to you, you understand? Not everybody has that golden ticket, that opportunity, you understand? So sometimes a lot of people, like myself, like yourself, you understand, we have to work towards that, you understand, towards what we want. Not all the time is it, you know, it's something going to be handed to you. So that, you know, I try to tell them all the time, it's hard work, hard work. But honestly, like I was telling you before this even started, man, it's to enjoy life, live life. I mean, you never know where life is going to take you. You know, I sit here and I work, 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 but do I get the opportunity to enjoy life? You understand? And that's something that I'm actually dealing with now. You understand? I want to, at 35, 
You understand? I want to live life. You understand? And I want my kids now that my twins graduated to understand that life ain't that serious. You understand? And sometimes we look at, you know, and we say it a lot too when people die, oh, you know, live life, live life, life is too short, life is too short, but that's how you got to live life every day, you understand? You don't know when the next opportunity is going to come. You, you never know what life has, you understand? And one of the things I tell them is enjoy life. Go right now, go travel, go, go see the world, go do things that I'm yet to do right now. You understand? Like be better than me, obviously, like how our parents instilled in us, you understand? Be better than them. You know, your parents over here, the camera crew, your parents bust their ass, so... That way, you know, they have better for y'all. You understand? Y'all are here manifesting yourselves and doing what y'all got to do so y'all can live up to that height. You understand? And that's the thing. Y'all just got to just, in the same process of y'all doing this, y'all enjoying it. Y'all living your life. You don't ever know. You know, you may be the next Kodak lens. You may be out there enjoying life. You understand? You see the dude that be with DJ Khaled. I don't know, you know, but he be out there. You understand? That's they... Enjoying what they do, they enjoying their craft, they live in life. Like I was telling him, you know, life is about risk. And personally, like I said, I can't speak to everybody in this room, but, you know, I played a little too safe. I see myself on that ledge, and, you know, time and time again, I'm like, fuck it, bro, I just need to branch off and do this, because, you know, I, sometimes you get tired of working a nine to five. You understand? Or I got four kids. I need that, that extra money. A lot of people are hustling, hustling, but, you know, you got to hustle in a different way, obviously. You know, you got to move different when you got a family, you know. But then, you know, life is about taking risks. But once again, I played a little too safe, more on the ledge. And right when I'm about to leap, it's just like I hold on to the size, and it's just like, shit, what if? And that's what I don't want my kids to, to sit here and think and ponder, what if? You understand? Because then, shit, I'm like 5'5". Five, five. What if I could have made it to the NBA? You understand? Well, both, man. Shit. That was my boy. <laughs> Never know. You understand? But, <laughs> but you know, what if? You know, life is inevitable. You're never going to figure out the why in certain things. But, you know, at least you could say you tried. You understand? Playing in reserve, yeah, because I got a family right now. But then, once again, like I told you, when, when, when do you take that leap? Yeah, no, man, it's, it's hard, like, and, and, you know, I'm a father of two, you know, and that's another more things, too, like, wondering all these things of that, sometimes I, I spend too much time wondering on the things that could have been, instead of wondering about things that I could do, or could be, right. you know, when you're wasting that time, you know, and, and like you said, maybe not taking that leap, and not taking that jump, and, and, and it's difficult, too, like, I know that when, at least with my kids, too, I want to understand how they, they're going to be, I don't try to force them in any which direction, or try to make them do anything as I, like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You know, I kind of really give them a little bit of that guidance and then just sit back and watch how they move. Because these kids, like, there's something not, like, my daughter, and it's one of the moments that really kind of hit me where I'm just like, yo, they're so different and so creative and so unique individuals. On my front porch, we was outside one day playing, right? And um, there was this big spider web with a huge spider on it, right? And my daughter sees it and she's like, Oh, snap, Daddy, look, look, it's a big spider. And I'm like, yeah, baby. She's like, look, I got an idea. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to sit back and see what she does. And she starts grabbing all these flowers from the yard. 
And then she goes back to the spider web and starts throwing the flowers at the web. And I'm like confused. I'm like, baby, what are you doing? Playing darts. She goes, no, daddy. Now when the bees come, they're going to sting the spider. And they're going to get the spider, but then they're going to get stuck in the web so they can't get me. And I'm like, you're four. You're four. Like, (laughs) these are like layer city things. And it's one of those things where, like, I I don't like how some people are saying, like, oh, they don't know. Or, you know what I'm saying? And kind of, like, talking down to kids and stuff like that. I I seen, like, a different perspective. Somebody was talking. It was like, kids, when they're born, they know the answers to everything in the universe. They just forget when they get older. You know, so that's why you really watch them and start to understand. Because when I started seeing it from my dog, I'm like, yo, that's that that's some layers to think like that to really like put all those pieces together. And one of the big things I think about when it comes to kids is that they're not afraid to make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like because they don't understand what a mistake is, they don't understand that it's when they start making mistakes, and then the people in the world around them start saying like, oh, that's wrong, or oh, you shouldn't do that, or or you shouldn't be that way. That they start being more reserved and not taking those risks. And that's one of the things that I, that I try to encourage my daughter, and like I said with our kids, is that go out there and do things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like one of my things for myself, like what I've learned, how I like to learn growing up, is like what I say in Spanish is con la cara contra el piso, with my face against the floor. That's how I like to learn. I'm going to go out there and, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to trip, fall, get hurt, scrape my knees or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You could probably tell me a million things like, yo, if you go down that road, you're going to get messed up. But until I go down there and figure it out, because maybe I might see something different that you didn't see. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I might, you know, figure out how to solve that piece of the puzzle, but I won't know until I go out there and try. You know, and I think that's a lot of things that people, uh, what's going on right now is that we're instilling so much fear into 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 the young ones that they shouldn't do certain things or you shouldn't be one of these. You know what I mean? Because we never, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You know, if somebody came up and kept telling you guys too, like, oh, you're going to fail at this you're going to not do well, you're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, then you start doubting yourself and don't know what's going to happen after that. Like, you could have been the next, but like, one of the things that I've been seeing, like, over there and like, um, why, why I started thinking about, like, why they're so scared to give so much knowledge or opportunity to, like, these kids in Africa, for instance, right? I've seen this dude, in, this kid in Africa, built his own car from scratch, like his own working car in his own neighborhood from like just random parts. No education, no books, no school, and no nothing. But imagine if he had the resources, what that dude could accomplish, what he could do. You know what I mean? Like, so we shouldn't downplay or try to put anybody down from anywhere because, you know what I mean? Like, that that could be, I'm saying, the next Elon Musk or something like that, invent something completely different that we would never see. Because we fail to get the resources or we just think that, oh, because they're from a certain place, they're not going to really do nothing. You know? So, I mean, that's just going on now for yourself. But also, like, to get on that, too, like you said, with the hard work. You know, I think that's a lot of things, too, is that we, I don't give my kid whatever she wants, anytime she wants. You know what I mean? Because that's causing a sense of... um, yeah, well, like entitlement. That that's the key word I'm looking for is entitlement. You know what I mean? Like, and we not like, and I've been hearing this more and more recently, man. Like, success isn't owned. You know what I mean? Like, success and all that stuff is rented, and every day rent is due. Yeah. You know, so you got to go out there and push those things and do that constantly. Um, and when it comes to those things, like with with your, with your kids and stuff, and I know not. Kind of product too, so I know you had a really good relationship with your dad, and, and you know th- it was kind of came up on the anniversary when he when he became your guardian angel a couple of days ago. Um, 
Why don't you just give a little bit more? Like, what was your relationship with him when you had him? So like that, how did you? What was your bond like? Um. Yeah. So. You know, like I tell my wife sometimes, like the the month of June is, you know. I kind of like it, but I dislike it at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, my father passed away June third. You know, like 14 years ago. My birthday is June 11th. His birthday is June 30th. So it's just like the month of June is like, you know, you try to celebrate for yourself, but then it's just like, shit. You understand? Know like, I just celebrated the anniversary passing. You understand? Know you know, not every day. You know, every day fucking is the same thing. You know, you wish the person was still here. Especially now. Like, I lost him right before I turned 21. You know? So, like, growing up and trying to be a man, that's something that I kind of had to learn. You know, as the time goes on, you know, you live and you learn, you learn from your mistakes. But, you know, at the same time, I had to kind of grow up a little bit. Uh, I had to grow up a little bit older than I wanted to, you know, at a young age, because, you know, my father, he had cancer. You know, my father had AIDS. So it was just a, a plethora of different things at that time, you know, growing up, you know, being a teenager and, you know, your father can't move because, you know, he's sick or the chemo, you know, you, certain way you got to pick him up because if not, you're going to break a bone. And, you know, it just, you know, at that time, you know, you got, you got you know, my mom, my sister, you know. I tried to get my first job when I was 12. Mm. You know, fucking making $20 an hour. Not even $20. I was just sweeping the store. I was making $20 a day, but. I tried to give my mom half, like, you know, $10 at the time was contributing to something. But, you understand, 12 years old. Who the hell gave me a job at 12 years old? The bodega man, he needed somebody to stock the shelves and clean the floor, so I got you. You know, so throughout that transition, though, you know, my father worked for the health department over here in Stanford, you know, for the HIV and AIDS prevention team. So while he was dealing with that sickness, he was also out here, you know, trying to reach out and help people cope with the same thing or try to prevent them from, you know, doing the same shit he did. Yeah. You know, but through that process, like I said, you know, the cancer, everything got a little worse, you know. But throughout that time, my father still got his ass up, still went to work. We went on vacation every every year for like a month to Puerto Rico, a month and a half. You understand? So it was, yeah, he was still sick, but for some way, somehow, he still found a way. You understand? And right after fucking school, we go, hop on the plane, go to Puerto Rico, stay there for like a month and a half, come back, you know, go back to school. Everything was just fine and dandy, but, you know, throughout the time you're in school, he's sick. Been in the hospital, shit. Uh, I lost count, you know? But I think that goes correct, like you said, man. I think, um, how we were talking about this before, like like I was saying, that the, the human potential is 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 unknown but limitless, you know. And like you said that with your dad, like despite having you know you know me having cancer and having AIDS and stuff like that, like you also learn to do about the hard work. You know what I mean? Like he knew for my family I got to do this, and he put in that hard work and did what he had to do to make sure I was able to go there and, and make most of those things. Well, that's the thing too. So on top of my father having all this, like I said, everything was just sheer will and determination because. You know, now through the process of getting chemo and being sick and consuming, you know, medication to try to help with this process, 
you know, now you need a hip replacement. So now, <laughs> what more, what more, more, more at this point, you know, are you going to endure? You understand now? Like, fuck, now you can't walk. So now, not only do you need a hip replacement, you need a total hip replacement. So both sides got to get done. So it's just like, fuck. You understand? Now you go to the hospital, but now it's because, you, you know, you have age, everything got to be, you know, you got you to gotta take caution with everything. You understand? So, you know, they have to make sure he's properly treated. And, you know, like I said, through the grace of God, he came out of that fine. And I don't know how the hell he did it, to be honest with you. Went on vacation, you know, that following, shit, I don't even say that following year. The next few months, we went on vacation. At that point, when we went on vacation, we went to the rainforest in Puerto Rico at Junca. Mm-hmm. Been there. It's a fucking rainforest. Long, like, to, just to get there, like, to go up the mountain and come down, it's just, my fat ass didn't want to do it. <laughs> yo, the, the, those little walkways, too, are very small. Like, you you take a little slip, like, it's just, you out there, man. Yeah. Like, you tripping four down there, like, that, you gone. <laughs> you feel me? And I, at that time, I was young, I'm like... You understand? Like, you don't believe the hype until you go. I went in there with some fresh J's. It's just like, I had to throw them out at the end of the day. Like, what am I doing with them? You understand? Like, total. But the crazy thing is, my father, he had the crutches that, like, you hold on to the side and they clamp, like, around your arm. And you know, he just, I don't know how the hell he made it up. I don't know how the hell he made it down. You understand? I mean, it took a minute, but like I said, it's shit. We all needed that break, too, because we're climbing up a hill. You know, it's beautiful to see, but then it's just like, that's that's the memory that I hold on forever, you understand? Like, mm-hmm. visually seeing him on top of that mountain, on the, you know, in those crutches. You know, at, at that point in his life, that's it. You understand? But what possessed him to go up then go down? Could have been our family that we wanted to go. Maybe. Maybe. Was that the determination, the will that gave him that drive to go? I think that's 100%, man. Because, you know, like with my kids, man, and as as, as fathers now, like we know, we don't, I don't want my, my daughter or my son to see any moment of weakness. Like I want to try to put out that I'm Superman, you know, despite all that thing, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's that. I don't want to speak but but like that's how to be in his head, you know what I mean? Like these are my kids. I want to show them, you know what I mean? Like and I'm not going to let this beat me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to take it to what I could do and show them that. Well, that was the thing. Like he despite what he had, he still lived years beyond like, you know, at that time when they talk about AIDS, like, you know, what's the what's the life expectancy on that? Not long. He lived 20 plus years with it. You understand? So, I mean, he defined the odds. You know, but through the process, he never gave up. There's people here that, you know, the fractured toe. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know her name. The, the young lady that was running track that got caught for some weed. Mm-hmm. You think that's going to stop her? She back. Shikari, wasn't it? Yeah. You think, is that going to stop her, though? Mm-hmm. She was smoking while still smoking the competition. <laughs> yeah. Right? She was, you feel me? She wasn't taking no enhancement drugs. She was smoking while smoking the competition. But is it going to stop her? No. Nah. 
You understand? So like that that's the thing. Like you can't let nothing, nothing stop you just because you, you know, like I said, my father had a hip replacement. Did that stop him? No. You understand? People here think that, you know, certain things because you know, certain things happen to them that they gotta stop doing what they're doing. It's just the the will to to do it. Well, that's like I said, like, I, I, like in these past couple of years, man, I've really gotten into like, well, like I said, man, I, I hate reading. I can't sit there and read a book. So I'm glad like I discovered audio books, man. Is that why you said that? Yeah, man, because like I, I can't stand <laughs> reading, but I, but I, you know what I mean? Like I know that, that I need these information. So I started listening to these audio books, man, and I started listening to one recently. It's called um, The Mindset Makeover, okay. right? right? Um, And he was just like, that, that's where he got the quote, like I said to you before, about like, you know, we don't know how far we can go until we push ourselves. And he goes on to other things. And it got me thinking, and I really was like, you know what? That we as people are only bound to the boundaries we create in our own mind. You get what I'm saying? Like, enemy, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Enemy. Like, we, 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 will, we will fail before we actually fail. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because the mind is, is, what I'm starting to learn so much is the mind is, is so extremely powerful. I think we had a conversation about this with you guys too, like last time we was here about the, the law of attraction and all these things are like what you put out and how you speak to yourself and how you use that mentality because it is it is your biggest weapon like your mind doesn't care it doesn't see positive or negative good or bad right or wrong all it is is what you think about the most that's what you're gonna get in your life so if you're thinking about like yeah i mean like oh i'm gonna fail this test i'm gonna fail this test i don't you know i'm saying or i'm not i'm saying i don't want to fail i don't want to fail this test i don't, don't want to fail i don't want to end up in the gutter i don't want you thinking about the wrong things because eventually you're going to end up failing and end up in the gutter because that's the only thing you think about. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these people, how, how you hear like all these millionaires and stuff like that is like, oh, you know, success is my only option. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm only going to push forward because I only see myself winning. Like DJ Khaled, all I do is win. All I do is win. And he's about hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. His mentality is so positive. That's why he's so successful. He's drawing all those things to himself. But that's sometimes too where a lot of people lose their perception. Like where I got to win, win, win. But then it's what you winning for. You understand? Yeah, I got to win. If I ask you what you winning for, what's going to be your answer? I, uh, uh, you really got no answer probably for that. If I want to be successful, what the hell is success? You understand? What's successful? Yeah, like that's, that's and you got to be careful too because I remember I, and I was talking to somebody else about it, but we, when me and my, um, me and my wife, we were dating, right? Um, me, her, and her parents, and her, we went to New York City to go to this concert, right? To go, I mean, like, see this, this, uh, I forgot who it was, man. Um, Come on, say your age. Yeah, no, 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 I don't even remember, man. It, <laughs> I can't even remember his name, man. Um, but he was at one of those old school salsettos, man. And um, we was there, and at the time, I was doing Amway, right? So I was doing, like, you know, selling, you know, makeup and all this stuff. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a... Uh, I did it, too. I did it, too. You know? I know exactly what you're So I was doing Amway, right? And I was so focused in my head, like, I got to make this be successful. Like, I got to win. I got to see that this is going to be my ticket to become a millionaire or whatever, right? So we're there in this concert setting. I'm with her family. We chilling and stuff like that. And I got these lip glosses that I'm trying to sell, right? And we going off. And then my, my wife comes to me. She was like, you know, like, we, we here. Like, what are you doing and stuff like that? We trying to have fun or whatever. And I just, like, kind of snapped. And I was like, Yo, I'm trying to make some money. And, and you know, she just kind of looked at me and then walked off. And I looked at her. I was like, Yo, what the fuck did I just say? Yo, like I'm, you know, what I mean, like I got so lost in in, in this this trivial thing. And like, yeah, like my whole purpose is like I'm trying to be successful to support her. But if I'm not here for her and doing this, like you know I'm saying, like what's the point? You know what I mean? Like you 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 get you can't lose yourself either. Well, that's that's what I said. Like you know, what what 
it successful. You understand right. what you define success may not be somebody else's success, you know. And a lot of people, especially you know, social media is a great platform, but you know it could be also the the, the fucking devil. Yeah, you know, like, a lot of people see you know, like I said, like I was talking to you about the next Kodak land. Everybody trying to live up to that hype and think that I got to be with a celebrity. I got to be with a celebrity. I got to be with this. I got, you know, and they lose sight of you know a lot of things that. Or definitely in front of them, like me, not for nothing. Am I trying to be? I'm just trying to be happy. That's it. At the end of the day, what's happy? I, whatever makes me happy. You understand? If it's just sitting there smelling flowers like DJ Khaled, you understand? And you understand? I'm gonna smell flowers. You understand? Like, but that's just everybody's success and everybody's definition is totally different of what makes them happy. Yeah, and I, and I had to change, like, really start changing the way my mindset thing is like that too. Because before I used to tell myself. Um, I'm trying to be rich. I want to be rich. But that's, I'm focusing on the money. You know what I'm saying? The financial thing. And I started realizing, I was like, you know what? I'm trying to be wealthy. I ain't trying to be, I'm trying to be wealthy. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that is a combination of so many things. Is again about being at peace with yourself, happy with your life. You know what I'm saying? And then living life the side that you want to live, not what the people around your society is telling you to live. You know what? And, during COVID, during this whole pandemic, like, shit opened my eyes, you feel me? So, like, I work in healthcare, so I had to get, I didn't have to, obviously, it was my choice to get vaccinated, but, you know, I got vaccinated in January, like, I think I believe in, like, March, yeah, like, March, I think in, like, the end of March or something like that. So now, I got four kids, my wife, myself, that's six, and then on my first floor, my in-laws live. So that's eight. Out of eight of us, seven of seven of them had COVID. I was the only one that did. You know, so I had obviously I couldn't go to work because I was living within the house, you know, where everybody was infected. But at that point, that it it opened my eyes because it's just like shit. At least I'm able to be home and take care of my family. You know, my whole thing was, am I still gonna have a job? Fortunately, you know, I still my job sent me home. It wasn't that you know I did anything wrong, but. It was nice knowing I had a job coming back, but then it was just even that much more of a better feeling knowing that I was able to be home. I was still collect, you know, I was still getting paid, so I was still able to provide for my family, but still be able to give them my time. You understand? Because a lot of people at this point, when this pandemic happens, oh fuck, everything closed down. What are we gonna do? Open this shit up, you know? Let's, you know, let's celebrate. Celebrate what? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a fucking global pandemic. You know? How many, I got into be arguments with people not wearing a mask. Oh, it ain't going to affect me. That's the same shit my father-in-law thought. Boom. That man damn near almost died. Because it hit him that hard. You know, once again, everybody's different. I'm not saying everybody, you know, to each his own. But during this whole time, everybody just sat here and just, oh, you know, what, when's this shit going to open? When's this shit? But we lost sight that. You know, this helped slow everything down so we can spend that time mm-hmm. staying with our family. Cause when the fuck we gonna do this shit again? When this shit open up, everybody over the you know, everybody with the same shit, I gotta make money, I gotta make you understand a lot of people did lose, you know, a lot of money. A lot of people, you know, financially were struggling. You know. Knock on wood, I was fortunate that I was still able to, you know, be employed and still work every day through this and provide for my family. But, you know, I know a lot of families that did. But a lot of families grew closer together. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and that's what I try to tell my kids. Like, 
you know, I got four daughters. I want them to have the best bond ever. You understand? Like, yeah. it, I got twins, you understand? So, they bond is totally different. Like, I don't know if you know, nobody has twins, but, I mean, they bond is, they hate each other, but they love each other. You understand? Like, they could be in the room arguing with each other and one go to the bathroom. It's just like, where is she? I miss her. <laughs> it's like, what, what the fuck is going on? You know, she could be out with her friends. So, oh, and it, one could be out with their friend, and they still texting each other nonstop. Like, yo, at one point, your friend going to be like, just fuck that. Just, like, just skate. Go go home. Go go be with your sister. You understand? But I want all my kids to have that bond. You understand? Just like, you know, throughout this pandemic, like I said, it, it slowed time down. It, it, people had it. And I'm not saying people had to because not everybody took advantage of the time with their family. You understand? And certain people, you know, they made, look, look what it did. It slowed time down, so a lot of people thought outside the box. Mm-hmm. A lot of people took that risk. Now, you yeah. see a lot of people that own businesses. I mean, you know, even on social media, you're like, shit, I could have thought of that. But, you know, but sometimes, like, sometimes we don't take the time. No, I think that that's one of the biggest things like, I noticed, too, is that, like, it I'm sorry, forced I everybody. Show, but time is something you can't get back. But that's what I was going to get on to. Like I said, like, you can't I'm, get that shit back. Well, one of my biggest things that I say constantly, constantly, man, is like, as far as when we talk about living our lives and being happy, right? I, I try to be happy as much as I possibly can, do things that make me feel good, and avoid any moment of being sad or negative or in a bad situation because every time, every moment you spend sad or in a negative uh, state is a moment of happiness you're never going to get back. No. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? It's wasted. So I think, like you said that too, like I'm glad in one aspect, like you said, this whole pandemic happened because like you said, it forced all these families to really understand and appreciate what, what is really necessary because a lot of people get lost in work. You know what I'm saying? And they're trying yeah. to provide so much for their family that they forget their family. And you know what I mean? Like all their kids want is for them to be there. Like my daughter, like my, my wife, I started teaching my daughter how to manage money with a two-sphere and stuff like that or whatever. My wife was going to work one day and my, my daughter said to her, like, mommy, like stay home. And she was like, well, I got to go to work because I got to make money so I can buy you stuff and get things for the house or whatever. And my daughter ran over to her piggy bank. It was like, mommy, here, here, I, I give you my money she so you did. can stay home. You know what I mean? Stay home with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's one of those things like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, you forced to be like, yo, like, I just want you here. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's why, like, I love being able to be a stay-at-home dad. I love being to do those things. And I try to find things that, that let me be home, like doing my T-shirt business, doing this and stuff like that because... My daughter, my kids need me. You know what I mean? Like, your presence means so much more than anything you could buy them. You know, and if you treat it that way. Because some kids, too, like their parents, they work all the time. And what they do is just they give their kids, like, whatever, the new iPhone, the new place, the new this. And they give them materialistic things without the time. So their right. kids don't want to spend time with them when they're older. Yeah. You know? But if you do it the other way now, like, right, like I told you, right before I came here, I'm like, you know, me and my daughter was telling her, like, baby, I'm about to go do my show and stuff like that. And she's like, but that him will miss you. Can I come with you? Please let me like make me a shirt like you have so I can go with you. And I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. And I mean, I love that bond what I have with my kids. And like every night before, like with my, my son and my daughter, I make sure that they go and say goodnight to each other right before bed. Give each other a kiss goodnight. Say goodnight to each other. Go to bed. I don't care whatever they were doing because I want them to create that bond that, you know what I'm saying? That union because like I told all the time, your brother's going to be there for you forever and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to be there for each other. Forget everybody on the outside world. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be your bond when 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 everything is, is said and done when you guys are older. Right. You know, so it's, it's also what they see too. You understand? A lot of this shit. Everybody says, "Oh, you know, it all stems from home, man, and how you were." You know, I want to say how you were raised because everybody, you know, 
once again, it's different. A lot of people define the odds are from, you know, how they were being raised from a shitty situation. But, you know, your kids see that, you know. That's why when they be like, yeah, watch your mouth around the kids because the kids say they pick up on everything. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like today, my, <laughs> I don't know where the hell my fucking daughter got this, but my wife was out with my with my two youngest, and my youngest is like, yeah, I'll punch you in your nipple. <laughs> it's like, what the, what? The, where the fuck, like, who, where you get that from? Like, I don't walk around the house like, I'm going to punch you in your nipple. Like, you understand? I got, I got all girls. Like, I don't, I don't talk like that. I'm the only, fe- only male amongst females in there. So it's just like, I don't know if my, it, it's just random. Like I said, it's just, you know, they pick. <laughs> but it's crazy because everybody, like, and I was, I was talking to somebody else too about, like, you know, raising kids and stuff like that. And, and you can, like, you can follow the same formula that your parents did for you to the T with your kids. Yeah. And they'll still come out to be completely different individuals. You know what I mean? Like, in my house, like, for, for perfect example, like, me and my sister, we grew up together, you know what I'm saying? And, and my family, they, they love drinking, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's, like, the Puerto Rican thing, you know what I mean? Like, all the parties, stuff like that, people getting drunk and partying and having fun and all this stuff. I'm not a drinker. No. Because, it, to me, I associate with that, like, because I used to see the ugly part of it, you know what I'm saying? When when fights used to break out and people start getting cursed out, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, the knives be coming out and people getting called to cops and shot, like, all the madness. Like, so that's what I see. So, even to this day, like, when I go to my sister's house and my mom's house and stuff like that, and there's parties going on and stuff that like that, and I'm watching. Party. Yo, I, I kid you not, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what, I'm chilling, and I'm like, babes, let's go home. And we start leave, and I kid you not, like, not even five, ten minutes later, a fight done broke out from what we just left at. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just in my mind. You know? So, it, even if, if, like I said, you can give every, you can give the same formula, but that's what's going to go back to, like, let's talk about kids. Like, their mind works so different. They're so unique individuals, and they will process that completely different in a way that you will never even imagine. You know? Um, but going on to some of the things, like I said, going on, and, 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 and as we going up and going through some things, like... For myself, like I said, that I struggled recently trying to find out who I am and, and trying to be comfortable, stuff like that. Like, for you now, on your way to being a man and becoming a manhood, what are some of the things that you've, you've struggled with? Shit. <laughs> trying to find out who the hell I am. You understand? Like, trying to find me, figure me out. Can't be with somebody and then have that person try to figure me out. Because guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit here, I'm going to push back. I understand. Like, I'm not, you can't figure me out if I can't figure me out. You understand? And that's that's something that I try to fight with for a very long time. Like, who am I? You understand? Am, am I enough? Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, sometimes, like, I'm 35, but then it's just like, I still ask myself, am I enough? Am I doing enough? I got a family. Am I Am I enough? This period, you understand? Like, am I not only doing enough, am I giving, I got four kids, am I giving them enough, you understand, time? Am I showing my wife enough time? You know? And that's that's what you struggle with. Are, are you enough? And what you, is what you're doing enough? Yeah, man, I, that was one of my biggest things. I think it is it's to that where I constantly question, is that, you know what I mean? Like, am, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Like, um, one of the things that got out, 
being a stay-at-home dad, like that's something that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? That's that's the so funny thing is is that like I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. I wanted to be able to take my daughter to the park and, you know, go to these places and go everywhere and do all these things with them. Um, but then even when I was doing those things, I was getting so self-conscious because I'm like, I'm looking around and it's the majority women. Yeah, you know I mean, like with their kids, because all the men are at home or at work or doing their things, stuff like that, doing a nine to five, providing, a, you know, playing, providing a bread. And then I'm started thinking to myself, like, are these women looking at me like, oh, he's a dead? Like, why is he working? You know, what I'm saying, like, what are you doing here with the kids? He should be off making money and all those stuff, and really kind of not even enjoying what I want to enjoy because I'm, you know what I'm saying, like, worrying about what other people are thinking about me or how they're feeling. You know, and that was something that was even like that struggled me and like, put me into depression as well because like now I'm like. I want to be a stay-at-home dad, but I want to go out and work nine to five to bring bread to the table. Like, how do I, how do I establish that? How do you balance this? You know, so that's like I said, why I started doing the whole this whole T-shirt thing and the whole podcast to try to find a way to also provide for my family. But even through all those times, like one of the big, which again, I always bring it down. Why I always talk about my wife and stuff like that. Why I love her because she was so, you know, what I'm saying supportive of me and, and all those things. Like, you know, when I told her that too, like I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, what am I doing to support this family? She's like, yo, you're taking care of the kids. Like, like how much more can we ask you for that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I, I could be at work, and I'm so peaceful and able to do what I need to do because I know you're home with our kids, providing for them, you know, teaching them and, you know, guiding them down the right path, and you should be extremely proud of that. You know, and that helped me a lot, too, to kind of get through those things and kind of really shut out, I guess, that negative part of my mind about worrying what other people were thinking and stuff like that because, who knows? Maybe those women are looking at that too. Like, wow, guys here with his kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's so we we don't see that too often and stuff like that. But I'm kind of taking it to the negative for no reason. That's why I tell my kids at the end of the day, you know, my shit is who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You understand? Your, your perception of me don't mean shit. Who cares? You understand? Like, you ain't going to live my life. I'm not going to. And that's one of the things, you know, like, when you get older, you know, especially you say you was 21. You understand? You, you still got plenty of life ahead of you just like myself. You understand? It's just, oh, who cares? You're going to be, your shit is, what he said, you don't got the, the, the V-vlog or whatever that shit is <laughs> on your camera, right? Don't let that shit deteriorate. You understand? Go get yourself something beefier. You, you feel me? Be who you got to be. You understand? Don't let that shit bring you down just because somebody said you don't got something on that. You know? You understand? Yeah. Who cares? Yo, you that, feel me? Is that going to stop you? That, like, to this point that one of these, like, I'm big on quotes, man. Like, a lot of the self-help stuff or whatever, and I think one of the biggest things that I've seen was from, uh, it was um, Winston Churchill, right? He said, when you're 20, you worry that everybody's talking about you. When you're 40, you stop really caring. And when you're 60, you realize nobody gave a fuck anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So I was like, you know what? Like, If I, if I would have known that like earlier, you know what I'm wow. saying? Like, I, I probably would have made it easier to find myself. Because again, too, like, everybody, like, you start seeing that. Everybody's so... Involved in their own thing too And stuff like that That really thinking about somebody Worry about somebody else Is just a waste of time well, real, real quick on that Just cause like I said I work With the seniors You know I work in a senior living facility In a sister living facility So I see Shit I got I think my oldest resident Is 98 right now I believe But None of these people I mean, and they they made it for themselves. You understand? Like at that age, you, you know, shit. Some of us may not even see eighty, let alone ninety eight. I had a guy who just celebrated his. I mean, he went to a different place, but he celebrated his hundred and one birthday. 
You understand? But what I'm trying to get at is nobody really goes to see them. You work your whole fucking life doing, you know, behind the lens, doing podcasts, trying to sit here and build this thing to, you know, to be liked and to, you understand, like, just basically to, to live life for somebody else and do things for somebody else. And, you know, the whole time is go to school, stack your bread, go to school, stack your bread, you know, be successful because that's what most of us is, you know, trained to hear and trained to do, you understand? That you lose sight of, number one, what the fuck is success? Number two, if I'm going to get out of college, I'm going to be, what, in like forty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 worth of debt? And I got to fucking pay you off, so now I got to get a fucking job to pay this debt off. Well, am I, you understand? It, no, at the end of the day, nobody comes visiting. So you 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 do all of this, you you stack all your bread, you know you you, you know like I said, you try to live life for somebody else, and you, you end up in a home like that because now you need help. You understand? You can't do it by yourself, and nobody comes to visit you. And a year, you know, and we take private, you know, we don't take no insurance, no nothing. This shit comes straight out your bank. Whatever you saved is, you know, it's bad to say is, you know, what you got to live off of there. Granted, you know, you get provided great help, but uh, you, you want to put your grandma on the spot that you got to pay $6,000 a month for? You understand? And what she got, she worked her ass off, right? Grandma worked her ass off, you know, 30 years, then she retired, to live in a place that she got to pay $6,000 a month for, and you as a grandson, you don't even go visit her. Yeah, man. Like, so, I, what, you know, you, I'm sorry, I mean, but you work your whole life for what, man? And then, you, you know, I sit here and I talk to these people because obviously nobody goes to visit them. And I'm like, yo, so what did you do? What did you do? In fucking 98 years of living, what did you do? Come to find out, you know, so, one the lady that was ninety six, she was a a philosophy teacher, a professor. She fucking traveled around the world. Shit that I thought was just kind of just old knickknacks are actually antiques from different places that she's been around her life. I had another lady who fucking tell you a thousand. Yo, I went around the world. My favorite place is Hawaii. My husband worked his ass off. He was in the army. You know, came out, made a name for himself. Boom. I know a lady who owned the, she owned the Oscar Mayer Wiener, A and W, uh, a Duchess. You understand? But she by herself. Her kid live a quarter mile down the street, but she don't want to be a burden and kind of just, you know, go see him or have him come there for what? So you work your whole life to, to have you know all of this stuff, just for nobody to come visit you. Yeah, not, no. And not saying it in a sense, but you know, like you live, you got, you got to live life. And I'm just, you know, fortunate that these people are living there, you know, because obviously they need to. But even the conversations, they live their life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all I get from this: live life, man. Yeah, man. I think like a lot of people, like I said, when going back to this whole COVID thing and going and they, they get so lost in a job and working and busting the ass and stuff like that. And that's one of the things too. You know, I used to, I work bus, cable vision. I bust the mass up the corporate ladder just to get just to get laid off out of nowhere, you know? And that's one of the two things that I'll say real quick is that, like, people would sit there and be like, you know, busting their ass for a company and stuff like that and giving up, you know, sacrificing their time with their family, their happiness, their vacation and stuff like that for that job when if you get sick or, you know what I'm saying, something happens, they'll replace you within a week. And you know that's what I'm saying? where I'm at now. You understand? It's just like at 35, it's just like I want, I told my wife, I want to be able to spend more time with you and work less. 
So now, you know, it's up to me what's that next niche, you understand? Because now I had to taste it out, you know. Granted, it was in, it, it was some unfortunate circumstances because everybody got sick, but I got a taste of being home. My daughter's three. You don't understand the satisfaction when I walk in and she's like, Daddy, and just runs and just bump on your home. You it's the best. The other ones are on their phone, but they know I'm home. I mean, it, <laughs> but that's the area that we live in now. You understand? But the little one don't know that. So she yeah. still runs, jumps, boom. I, I love coming home to that. But would I love to be home more? Fuck yeah. You think I want, you know, that's the problem. Everybody's like, oh, you work till you're 20. Somebody said the realest shit. And I forgot who the fuck said it, but I heard. They said that, you know, everybody works until a certain age because that's what retirement is, you understand? But when retirement is basically you work, you put in your time, and then in return, they pay you every month now from there forth. You understand? Which means a lot of people are determined to sit here and work 20 years. That's why they say, I'm looking for a job that's, you know, 20 plus so I can retire. But retirement is because I got to put 20 years in. What happens if you find that? And that's the problem, you understand? And it's more of, I don't want to say it's residual income because that's not what it is. That's the other money coming in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the exact term, but basically you don't got to do shit no more because you put in your time. So you traded in your time for some money. So now because you gave them all your time, now in retrospect, now they're going to give you money every month to live off of now for the rest of your life. But what can you find right now that's going to give you that supplemental income every month where you don't got to fucking put in your 20? And that's like I said, finding what you want to do in your niece. Like, I, I, my wife showed me this quote because I'm, I'm big on, on Shark Tank. And I don't know if you guys know Kevin, Kevin O'Leary, you know, Mr. <laughs> Wonderful, right? He has said, a salary is a drug a company gives you to forget about your dreams. And I was just like, damn, man, I mean, me. like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, hold up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, and that's one of my reasons, like, one of my reasons, like I said, like, I, what I love about this dude so, so much is that. At the end of the day, like, he's worried about himself. And it's not a bad thing either, you know what I'm saying? Like, every time he goes out, like, yo, how can I make this more money for myself? How can I do that? Because he wants to, again, he's enjoying hell of a time and making hella money, you know what I'm saying? Like, without spending too much time or effort, you know? So that's something that we want to go in and, and, and try to accomplish. Um, so so we starting to wind down here for you. So I got two last questions for you, right? So my first question is for you, and, and your whole time of life and stuff like that, what would you say was the best piece of advice you ever received? Fuck what people think. <laughs> Fuck what people think. You know, because a lot of people sit here and they take their, you know, their idea. It could be the next best thing, whatever the case may be. But they'll, they'll take something to bring it to somebody just to share, you know, and because that person didn't validate that, you know, now it's just that, you know, the, the, the same hopes and dreams you have for that are kind of not the same. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So then it's just like, well, you know, my boy Fred said that shit wasn't. But you understand? Like, let's just let's just take this podcast for example. Something that you wanted to do. You understand? And somebody was like, "Nah, fuck that. That shit ain't a good idea. This shit ain't gonna take off. You ain't gonna go to you know. You ain't gonna make it past episode three. And you know, you you take that because, like I said, sometimes the mind is you know your worst enemy. You know, and you sit here and you're like, fuck. You know what? You're right. Maybe this shit ain't going to take off. You know what? I do it from time to time. 
But then you never know that at that time when you wanted to do it, that shit could have been booming. Look right now. What episode is this now? I'm on episode 10 now. Episode 10, you know. You know, and, and, and that's kind of what part of the reason, like I said, in my own mind and stuff like that, trying to get into it is that it wasn't that I, I, I that other, nobody else really said anything. It was, again, just that kind of like that doubt in my head that I was putting myself because I'm listening to like all the other podcasts and seeing things and where they at and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, how do I get there and how do this? Like, perfect example, right? Then it was when I stopped, the moment I stopped worrying about what, I guess, I don't want to say like competition, but what other people in podcasts were doing and stuff like that, I was really able to find out what I wanted to do and how I go about it. Well, that's because you said fuck what people think. Yeah, and then I started, <laughs> and then I started listening to somebody, other people and stuff like that in the podcast, and then I hear them now, they're kind of like replicating other famous podcasts to try to get their niche off, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I, like, I won't even listen to you because it just sounds almost like somebody else, and like, you're just trying too hard, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound genuine. You know what I mean? Like, because you're trying to mimic something else. But that's the same thing with all these, like, you know, like even the Facebook, like these YouTubers right now. I look at some of their videos, and it's the same shit, bro. How many cars you going to buy? How many fucking cars you going to? I just seen you last week. Yo, I bought a 2021 Hellcat. All right, cool. Yo, three days later. Yo, right now I'm at the dealership. I'm about to buy a 2021. Bro, I just, you just showed your house. You, you, don't got, you only got a two-car garage. You got enough of this shit. Uh-huh. But how many fucking like? Come on, man. You know, and everybody's just. What are you gonna do? Then his boy. You follow him. What's his boy doing? Boy, big as fuck. You're about to buy a McLaren. You can't fit in that, puppy. <laughs> what, what, what you doing? Like you understand? I, I get it. And the next concert, y'all bought a Bronco. About to put twenties. Who gives a fuck? You understand? But the thing is, it's the same content as what your boy just did. And then y'all both work out. Yeah, man. That's the thing. What, what, what I'm going down with this is just being, like I said, it took me a long time to figure out myself, right? And I'm, I'm at a point where, you know what, like, I'm completely happy with who I am. You know what I mean? And I'm comfortable in my own skin now. Like, I don't have to worry or, like, I used to do over the years, be this chameleon to try to fit in into every situ- situation. And that's a beautiful thing you find yourself, man. You know? It, 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 it's... Like I said, it's because we, you know, not because of this podcast, but we actually had deep conversations, right? You understand? And, and that's what I was going to say. That's said, from, from where you were from and where you blossomed to now is, is, is very big. Like I said, like, you understand it? You may not know what your boy going through next to you on either side of you right there. You understand? Because, you know, but, you know, sometimes even just reaching out, yo, you, you okay? You good? You understand? You, he may be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it ain't always that good. You understand? He may not tell you right now, but if you don't push the envelope all the time to make sure that, you know, it's just straight, yo, you good? Right? That's how it started, yeah, right? That's it was how just it was with yo, us, man. Like, you good? Yeah. I, w- I was good? going through some real, real dark stuff, man. And, and, and he reached out to me and stuff, and um, we just kind of started talking, and I kind of started opened up to him. You know what I mean? Like, and it just became a habit, and it was just, and it, and it, yo, I kid you not, if I'll go like two or three days not texting him, he hit me up like, yo, you straight? How you feeling, man? I know you were struggling the other day. You know, what's going on? You good? You know, and just that having that dialogue and having people like that that you can talk to and, and, and confide in, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so much help, so much more helpful than, than anybody could possibly ever imagine. You know what I mean? Like, you got to sometimes, again, risk being vulnerable to get the help you need. You and that's the I mean? thing. As, as men, you understand, like, I'm pretty sure you, I mean... You understand if your dad's are still in your lives, but you probably never seen your dad at his lowest. You probably your dad probably never allowed you to see him cry. You feel me? 
And right now, as you, you 21, I, I don't know if y'all around the same age. Yeah. All right, let's say y'all are 21 to make it easy for my high ass. Um, you understand? I bet you right now, if something were to go down, you ain't going to cry in front of your mom. I mean, maybe your mom, yeah. Maybe your dad, uh. Why? Because we instilled us, man. You understand? Like, we, we hold that shit in. We take we take it in the chin. Yo, and I will say this, too. Like, my entire life, even living with my dad my entire life, yo, I seen him cry once. And it was for a split second. And it was the only thing is that happened was when, when his dad passed away, um, I had made this portrait. Or I had this portrait done. It was a picture of his dad and my mom's mom who had both passed away. It was like a Christmas present. And, um, you know, I surprised him with it. And that was probably the only reason why I called him because he wasn't expecting that. When I took it off and he seen that picture, like he, 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 he said, Poppy, and I seen the tears come down his face and he bolted upstairs. Yo, and, and even though that gift and stuff like that, like he never put it up anywhere. Like, I ended up having it or keeping it myself because he can't look at it. You know, it's just too painful for him. But I, 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 don't, I don't want that for my kids. I don't want them to think that either that also that I'm, that I'm invincible or, you know what I'm saying, because when we see, and I'm sure, like I said, with all of us, when we see our mom struggling, you know what I mean, like we witness that struggle. Our moms never really had that from us or whatever. It's hard for them to keep that and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, but we see them struggle. And I guess as men like that, we want to help them so much. And be there for them. Like a lot of things that my mom struggled and stuff like that helped me a lot. Like when I was going to college, my mom, my mom, when she got here, she didn't, she didn't graduate high school. So she came here and she was going to get her GED. And my dad, for some reason, he wasn't like that. He wasn't, he wasn't going to watch us while she went over there. I don't know if he was Ford <laughs> or whatever, but like it wasn't. So my mom would have to take me with her to night school. And she took me with her to night school. And the janitor would watch. One day she was over there. We went to night school. And um, she was sitting in the lobby to the school crying. Um, and the janitor walked by. He was like, what's going on? She was like, you know, I'm just here. I'm trying to do this. Like, I got nobody watching my kids like that. And he looked at me and said, you go to class. And I got him. Go to class and I got him. And every every day she'd go to class and I'd go and sit there. And it's funny because his name was Freddie, too. <laughs> Same name as me, man. But every time he, he when we get to there, like, he knew my mom's schedule. So when she would be there, he'd be waiting for us at the front door. And I would just run off with him. And he would take me to the vending machine. And we'd have some, like, chips and stuff. And we'd go to the, 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 the gym and I'd play some basketball and stuff like that. So my so mom would go to school. You know what I mean? So when I started going to night school, <laughs> right, I was going to night school too, right? And I saw um, this girl across the hall from one of my classrooms. She was there, and her two sons was there. And they would sit outside the classroom just sitting there with, like, the, the Game Boy Advance and stuff like that and stuff like that. Just watch, so, you know, just behave so my mom can go there and stuff like that. And I walked up to her, and I said, you know what, yo, you're leaving a, a beautiful example for your kids. Because I saw my mom go through this, and that's why it helped me so much to get to where I am. You know, so when I see them kids out there, too, I would go by and I'd give them a couple of dollars. Like, yo, go to the vending machine, go get a snack or whatever. Y'all thirsty, y'all hungry, I'm saying. Let me look at Because that was what's done for me. And I know how much that would help her. And then, again, like, just that positive influence that's going to leave on those kids. You know, so so it's just, it's, it's, we, we can't prevent our kids seeing a struggle. Because at the same time, it would help them realize what we go through. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know what I'm saying? We're not invincible. We're not vocal. That we do have pain, too. And we would want them to do different. Um, and, and then lastly, because we were pulling up here, I mean, my last question well, for you is, for you looking at it at your kids or just as the younger generation, what would be some advice you would give to them? I think I pretty much said it most of the time I was here, man. Just live life, enjoy life, man. Don't don't take life too serious. Like, take it from me. Like, I've always been a person when I was younger. I was mad and fucking... I don't know for what, pissed at the world and always fighting, getting suspended, this, that, and the third. Like, you know, now that I'm older and I got kids, it's just like, what the fuck was all that for? You know what I'm saying? I should have been out there instead of, you know, trying to bump heads with everybody, you know, rub shoulders the right way with people, you understand? And, and 
just live my life, you understand, instead of being so fucking goddamn angry all the time and not knowing why, you understand? And, you know, like, I know we got to rap. But that's why I said, like, us as guys, man, sometimes it's, we got to talk about shit. No, I'm saying we can't keep shit inside because, like, I was telling you before, like, you've you probably never seen your, your father cry, but, we, tra- you know, sometimes we train like that to be strong and, and, and not talk about shit and, you understand, and keep things bottled up inside until, you know, eventually we explode with it. You understand? And, you know, that's why I just said, like, just live life, man, so that way you don't got to just, you know, hold on or endure none of that shit just it comes to that too man just be happy in life too man anything you do just make sure that shit brings you joy man cause if it if it gotta take if it doesn't bring you any joy and it brings you negativity then that shit ain't for you I mean no granted you know life is like that though you know everybody you know life you know life it got his ways of working and it got his fucking days where that shit's gonna give you hell but you know life is also what you make it you gotta live life. Life is beautiful. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy that we finally got to talk to you. Man. I think we got a lot of, a lot of things off our chest, and I think that goes to, like you said too, is that as men, and and again, I'm big on audio books. Like I read this book by Jason Wilson, "Cry Like a Man." I think I've been preaching it on every single episode so far because that's one of the books too that I that I listened to that really helped me understand about myself and like we said not you know us trying to be too strong and not show emotion in front of each other when we start bottling everything up what we start doing is putting ourselves in an emotional incarceration and what happens is the more we keep bottling that stuff up things that really shouldn't set us the fuck off you know what i'm saying and all that negative tension all that energy all that emotion that you was hiding and building up erupts and it, and it causes so much more damage than what things need to do than if you were really just to Release those things, just be emotional, cry, say when you're sad, talk to somebody, reach out to people that you trust and just let them know that you're in a dark place and stuff because that's going to, you know, help you relieve and alleviate a lot of that pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And once you do that, and that's what you did for me, bro, like you helped me alleviate a lot, a lot of pressure. So that was in my mind through those things that really, really helped me out tremendously. So again, I won't, I, I think like I said, like I told you when we started this, a man will never forget somebody who was there for them when they was in a darkest moment, bro. And I will never forget you for everything that you've done for me, man. So I appreciate that, dude. No, man, much love. And like I said, man, it wasn't, I, I don't expect a thank you. I ain't looking for, you know, anything. Like I said, man, you my boy from way back when. It was just a mere, yo, you good? You know, and then I'm glad it, it blossomed from there, you understand? Because you could have been like, nah, kick rocks, fuck that. I'm a man. I ain't sharing shit. I ain't sharing nothing. You understand? I'm a cute nut. But then, you know, you, you chose to open up. But then, you know, why he opened up, it also, some of the shit he had going on was also relatable to me. You understand? But certain hurdles that I got over that he was just going through now. You understand? And all I did was just share my situation. It wasn't, yo, you got to do this. All it was was, yo, this is this is what happened to me, and this is how I got through it, and hopefully that may help you. And, you know, I'm glad it did. No, it definitely did, man. And then, like I always say, man, I hope that everything and these conversations and stuff like that really help out everybody, because that's the whole reason why I'm doing this, man, to create that awareness, to create that conversation for all of you guys. Um, so, as always, man, like I always say, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, everybody, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed.